0: Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Will we ever be the body of Christ, the Word made flesh? Is the doctrine saying we will? The Eastern Orthodox Church saying that we will be God. We will be that spirit of God as children of God. That we're not adopted sons and daughters, that we are as Jesus, that we are the Word made flesh. And is that the truth? Now we take a look at the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. The question is, are we going to make everything? Are we going to add to it, take away the Word of God? And Him was life, and the life was the light of man. His true life, the life of every man, coming to the world. He was in the world. And the world knew him not came to his own, his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. Power to become. Power to become is progressive. Power to become the sons of God, which are born not of the will of man nor of flesh, but of God. Born of God. That is, and the Word was made flesh. Now, who is that? The Word's the Father. That's the Holy Ghost. We see that in 1 John 5 7. There's three that bear record in heaven the Father, That's administrative office of the Spirit of God. The Word, that's the same Spirit, except a different function. That's expression, office of the same Spirit of God, revealing His thought, plan, purpose, and will. And the Holy Ghost, that's not a third person. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit, one person. There are we, the Word. Will the Word become greater Where we will become the Word made flesh and glorified, becoming God. It's a false doctrine. Now, let's take a look at what the Word of God says. Jesus is the only incarnate God. We see that in Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That's the self-existent eternal spirit of God. No flesh there. That is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, the Spirit of God. And my servant whom I have chosen. Now, that servant was chosen. Somebody said, well, that has to be another person. Well, to our own understanding, to the natural mind, that would be so. If God sent forth his son, well, you would think it would have to be another person. But that's not what God said. And that's what God is revealing to the nations now, not by the thousands, but by the millions are turning to the true God and eternal life. The true God, not this Islam, not Buddhism, not so-called Trinity uh, Catholicism, or this Protestant church that says that this one God, three persons. They're turning to God, the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. Now, how do we miss it? Well, we either say he's not deity there and deny that he is God, or we go to the other extreme. They're saying we will be God just like Jesus. We'll be in the image of Jesus Christ, but we're not God, never will be God. And let's take a look at the scriptures to prove that. Because in Isaiah 43, 10, Again, it states, you are my witnesses. These are the true witnesses of God. Say the Lord, that's a capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That's Yahweh. And my servant whom I have chosen. Well, he chose that servant. And what does God say that servant is? Who is he? That you may know. That's to have the knowledge of it. And believe me, Don't believe these seminaries or these ecumenical councils and synods centuries ago in the Nicene Creed or the Chalcedonian definition in 451 AD. Believe God that you may know and believe me, God said, and understand. When you try to explain a trinity, they say, well, it's a mystery. You can't understand it. But that's just not the case because God said, I want you to know, believe me and understand. Have the full understanding of it that I am he. Ah, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit of God, Yahweh, is that servant. And he explains how. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall thee after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. Somebody said, well, that's the Old Testament. Yes, it is. When we take a look at the New Testament, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. John 10:30. 30, we're the same spirit. Jesus stated there, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, John 14. He said there in John 14, that let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We can never say that because we're not God. He is the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. He's the only one. It says before me, there was no God formed, Isaiah 43.10. Before me there was no God form, God said, and neither shall be after me, not even us, the body of Christ. See now that I am the Lord, thy Savior, God, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. That truth is being revealed now through God's judgment all through the earth. God revealing who he is, the true God and eternal life. There we find that Jesus stated that in John 14. In John 8, Jesus himself covered that with the Pharisees. The Pharisees came to Jesus and said, uh, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is just not true. Well, what's the record? There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Not a union, not hoon in the Greek, but heis, H-E-I-S, the very same Spirit, these three are one. They're the one and the self-same spirit. 1 John 5, 7. There, they came there and tell Jesus, you bear record yourself, your record is not true. You're not God. You're not the Father the Word of the Holy Ghost. You're not that Spirit of God. You're not deity. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I am a Father that sent me. Then he explains it. He breaks it down. That's what we all need to do is be able to break it down to have the full understanding of it and the knowledge of it and being fully established in that knowledge. Jesus stated there, it is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. There's your testimony. I am one that beareth witness of myself. There's one witness. That's Jesus in the days of his flesh. That servant. That man, and my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's the other witness. The Pharisees said, where is your father? They still didn't get it. They don't get it today. And what is that? Jesus said, you're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. They still don't understand. And Jesus states there that I'm going to my father. I came from him, I'm that spirit manifest in flesh, and I'm going back to where I was before, the same spirit. And Jesus states that. Jesus spake these words in a treasury. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Jesus said, I go my way. And whether I go, you cannot come. Where's he going? Glorified by the Father's own self. That man is going to be made, Jesus Christ, a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That last Adam was made a quickening spirit, not a spirit man, a spirit. The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians three seventeen. And that's where Jesus is going. But they didn't understand it. They said, well, will he kill himself? Because they said, whether I go, you cannot come. Maybe he's going to kill himself. Then Jesus stated that profound truth. John 8, 24, speaking of the father, except you believe that I am he, the father of glory you shall die in your sins john 8:27 this they understood not that he spake to them of the father they still don't understand it today that was john 8:24 now we see in john 14 jesus says it again over and over of his identity he said uh, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house of many mansions, wonder out so I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Not for me, but for you. That where I am, there, there you may be also. There you may be also. He's preparing a place for us. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is that spirit of truth. He is that life. And that's the light of man. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Hmm. Watch this next statement. From henceforth you both know him and have seen him, the Father of glory. Well, Philip still didn't understand. He said, Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus stated again, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is God manifest, 1 Timothy 3.16. He is the Father revealed, as he said in John 10.30, I, and my Father, are one, the same spirit. And Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Philip, when asked him, Lord, show us the Father. And that will be sufficient. That, that, will be, that will suffice us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And yet, hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father. Believe me that I'm in the Father. I'm my Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. What work? Well, he healed the say, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes. Loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captain went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me, not in us, in me, Jesus said. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself. These are not mine. But the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me forever. He's the one doing the works. There tells us that he, Jesus, is stating he is the Father. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Born in the city of David, Christ the Lord, Christ the Holy Ghost, the Lord, Lord of glory, Jehovah. And we see it again. Paul stating the same thing in Philippians 2 5 through 8, let this man be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. He's spirit. The form, uh, there is morpha. That is spirit. Jesus has always been the spirit of God, always been the Father of glory, and always will be the Father of Glory. We see that, that in Colossians 1:16 and 17, Jesus created all things, whether it be thr- thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, seen and unseen, all things were made by him, Jesus Christ. He's the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is that Spirit. And he goes on, uh, Paul stating that same truth and said, Who being Jesus, who being in the form of God, Philippians 2 6, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's not made equal, to be equal. There, how can anyone be equal with God except God? because he states there in Isaiah 40. Take a look at uh, uh, verse 25 in Isaiah 40. To whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? It's not a Holy Trinity. It's only all the one. And that is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, Colossians 2, 1 through 9. And that's what the devil attacks. Being an Antichrist, something in lieu of the real Christ. Christ is that spirit first and foremost. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all the Old Testament prophets prophesied of the grace that should come to us by the spirit of Christ that was in them. When it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ not a different Christ. Christ, the Spirit, is Christ, the man. He is both the anointing, the Spirit, and the anointed, the man. He's one and the same. He said, who will you liken me? Who will be my equal? There is none equal with God except God himself. And Jesus it not robbery to be equal with God because he is every attribute of God from the Alpha to the Omega, from the A to Z in the Greek or in the Hebrew, the aloft through the top. He states that in Revelation 1, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. Now the question, will we be equal? Will we be that Spirit of God? We're bone of His bone, flesh of His flesh, but we will never be the Word. We will never be God we will never be the Father, the Word of the Holy Ghost. We will never be divinity. We will be protectors of His divine nature. We will partake of the kingdom of God, which is within us. But we will always serve God. We'll follow Him, whithersoever the Lamb goeth. We find also that when He says that He will share His glory with no one and the doctrine that we will become God. We will become the word made flesh. We find in Revelation 19, 13, that this revelation of the king of kings and Lord of lords on his uh, thigh name written, king of kings and Lord of lords on him. And that is on his vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God, capitalized. He is the word. He is the Spirit of God. He is the Father. He is the Holy Ghost. We will never be the Holy Ghost. We'll have Christ in us. We will never be the Word made flesh. Jesus is that Spirit uh, that was made flesh. John 1.14, the Word was made flesh. And we beheld His glory the only, as the only begotten of God, full of grace and truth. Look at John 1, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, always has been, always will be, he hath declared him. Well, what does that mean? The only begotten son, monogonase, the only begotten God, monogenes theos, one and the same. Yaqid, the only begotten one. He is the ekod. Here, O Israel, or our God is one Lord. That is, God is one. The greatest commandment of all, that he is God and not we ourselves. It is God that hath made us. We will always be servants to God. Now let's take a look at what Paul states in the resurrection. Even in the resurrection, when uh, we are glorified. Well, we'll, will we be the Father of glory? Will we be the Word? Will we be the Holy Ghost? And then we will take a good look at it at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. But every man in his own order, we're talking about the change from mortality to immortality, the resurrection. And he says, every man in his own order, verse Corinthians 15, 23, verse 23. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming, that belong to Christ. Then watch verse 24. Then cometh the end, when he, that is, the son of the son of man, that's kingdom office, that you read in Daniel 7, 13. The Son of Man coming to the ancient of days. The ancient of days is Jesus Christ. That's the Christ, the spirit, but he's making a preparing a place for us. That is Christ, the man, the anointed, and that son of man is Jesus Christ, but that includes us, the body of Christ, Jesus, the head, and we, the members of the body of Christ and the body is of Christ. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, but we're not spirit. We're not his spirit. That spirit becomes one with us. And because he lives, we live. Watch what it says. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. That happened in Daniel seven thirteen 13. And the ancient of days when the son of man comes with 10,000 and thousands of the saints and delivers it up to the ancient of days, the father of glory. It was given to the son of man, a kingdom of which there'll be no end. And a dominion which will be forevermore. The Son of Man is the kingdom of us, and we will be kings and priests, and we will reign with our Lord Jesus Christ a thousand years during the millennial. But we are not being worshipped, we are carrying the people to worship him. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. We're not being worshipped. Nobody's coming and bowing down before us, even in our glorification, our vile bodies, flesh, and likeness, to his glorious body whereby he's able to subdue all things to himself. There he states, uh, then cometh the end. This is what is happening. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he hath put all enemies under his feet. Were the feet generation. That's the body of Christ. Watch what it says. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That's left the millennial. Take a good look at it, what he says. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, that is the body of Christ, it is manifest that he is accepted. That means we'll never be the Father. We'll never be the Word. We'll never be the Holy Ghost which now he is manifest. It is manifest that he, the son of man, the kingdom office, all the saints of the living God, thousands upon thousands, there in a myriad of saved souls that have been changed, glorified, is delivered up to God, even the father there. But it is manifest that he that put all things under him, he is accepted. The Father, we will never be the Father of the Word. We'll never be the Holy Ghost, which did put all things under him. The Father's accepted there. The Word, the Holy Ghost, which is one of the same. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, the Son of Man, all that kingdom office, then shall the Son and everyone in the office of the Son of God, there will be what? Will himself be subject unto him that put all things under him that is subject unto the Father that put all things under the Son that God may be all in all. Why? Because we're in the Son of God. We're in that Son of Man. We're born of his bone, flesh, and flesh. We're not that spirit never will be. The Lord is that spirit. And it states there, for else when, what shall they do? do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead raise not at all. That's the resurrection that Paul is talking about there. Our vile body being fashioned like his glorious body. Notice it's body, not spirit. We'll never be God. And he says, even the Father of glory, when he's put all things in under the sun, and that includes the church of the living God, because we're the feet generation. He states that in Malachi 4, the day that shall burn as an oven and that son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And we, the body of Christ, will grow up as calves of the stall. And the wicked will be ashes under the righteous feet. We're the feet generation. That's the body of Christ. But we'll never be God. We'll never be the word. But we will follow the lamb whosoever he goeth. And the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, that put all things in under that kingdom office will be accepted. They will build the the ones, the body of Christ, will always be subject to Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Always. You'll see that in Revelation 3:21. Jesus said, To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne? That's a place I prepared for you. We see that in Ephesians one, when uh, it states there, Paul stating uh, that that in that what God has done, that He set Jesus the Man at His own right hand in heavenly places, what He wrought to usward, not for Him, for us, have prepared a place for us, that we would be at the right hand of God, bone of His bone, flesh of His flesh. That's what he brought to us, the body of Christ. But where did Jesus go? Look at Revelation 3.21 and you'll see. Those, Jesus stated, to those that overcome, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's a place i prepare for you. Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, not I t in a positional state of glory. That's what he did for us. But even as I overcame, Jesus said, and him set, S-E-T, forever has been God, was, is, and is to come, God Almighty, even as I overcame and him set, S-E-T, a stative position, always has been God, always will be God. He is that spirit and always has been. Even as I overcame and him set, S-E-T, down with my Father in, not around, not beside His throne, in His throne. That's all power in heaven and earth given unto Jesus, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. Only He is that God will be sons of God. We're manifested sons of God through what? Through redemption of our bodies. The redemption of our bodies, that is what is stated That the whole creation moaneth and groaneth in pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And not only they, but we also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. We're not going to be the Spirit of God, but we will be adopted into that kingdom, the kingdom of God, waiting for the adoption to wit, which is the redemption of our bodies. Bone of his bone. Flesh of his flesh, and we will always follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth, after even in glorification, where we will still worship the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ, forever throughout eternity, world without end. We will never be the Spirit of God. God said, Who will be likened unto me? Who will be my equal? There is none equal except Jesus Christ. He's the only man that has entered into that glory there of the Father. That is what he states there in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16, that Jesus Christ is a blessed and only potentate. We're not the potentate. We're not the Almighty. He is who only hath immortality. That blessed and only potentate is the Omnipotent. Almighty God. He stated that in Revelation 1.8. He is the omniscient, all-knowing. Just as Jesus stated in John 16, when he's glorified with the Father's own self, which is righteousness, he says that the disciples said to Jesus, Now we know that you know all things. The only one that knows all things is the Father. Even Jesus, in the days of his flesh, stated that that no man knows the hour or the day of his coming, only, not the angels, not himself, but only his Father which was in heaven. Now the disciples said, Now you've shown us plainly of the Father. You're speaking no more in Proverbs. And we now know that you know all things. You know exactly when you're coming. You are the Father of glory. You came to the world, death, buried, and resurrection, and went back to the Father of glory. Glorified by the Father's own self, John 17, 5. The blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Who only hath their mortality? Jesus only. Dwelling in the light, which no man, not us or anybody, can approach unto nor see nor can see. Not now, not in glorification, not ever. So don't lose your salvation thinking that you're going to touch the glory of God and be his equal. We will always serve God. We will be servants of the Lord God, and we will always be subject to him as stated in 1 Corinthians 15. Thus, don't lose our salvation being lifted up in self, saying that we'll be God. We'll be the word. No, we won't. That's what the devil says. He opposes all that is God is that is worship so that he as God, says in the simple of God, showing himself that he is God. Anyone that says he will be the Word is stating that in a very dangerous position and will say they will be God, they will be the Word made flesh. No, false doctrine and God will share his glory with no one and will literally destroy that person. Only he is God and there's not another. Anyone that says that he'll sit in the temple of God showing himself that he is God now or in the future, God will destroy with the brightness of his coming and the sword out of his mouth, Let's do not be destroyed. Well, God, uh, there, if it bore witness with your spirit, the Holy Ghost, then please contact us. We would like to work together with you in the ministry, God bringing his body into one right now, literally to take this gospel to all the world for in all nations, and then the end will come. There. If you have uh, uh, felt the Holy Ghost there and the truth, we want you to call us. Let's work together. Give me a call. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. I look forward to meeting you. My country code is plus one. 903-746-4885. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. I look forward to meeting you again. That's plus one. That's your country code. Area code 903 903- Seven four six four eight eight five. Well, we pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the Real Jesus."